By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. <laughs> I can't do it. Hi, everyone. This is BS in... Nope. Well, it is BS in the Morning. But it's BS.show. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And together we make BS. I was instructed not to talk until the song ended, but I thought that he was actually going to talk to let me know that the song ended, but that clearly did not happen. So how was your weekend? Brad, are you there? Are you going to grace the airways with your presence today? I knew you were going to do that because I heard you go, squitch, squitch, squitch. What? Yep. How was your weekend? What? Okay. You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? What is Kabuki anyway? Is it a card game or is it a drink? Congratulations, butthead. Oh, Brad. Uh, must still be living in their parents' basement. Failure to launch. We were talking about that yesterday, failure to launch. They've been a PETA. What? Don't piece part match it together. What? I mean, just do the whole thing. We must talk about some of the weirdest things because you get drops. I don't even know I said. All we want to do is... Oh, was that about you? They're beating on him like he stole Christmas. Okay, let's go to big girls for 200. Okay, the answer there, skinny women can do this for you. Doug, what is not a damn thing? Yeah, you got it so funny. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. I just know that the monkeys throw poo at you. Oh, yeah. They do. It, I, I think I had PS, PS, PTSD over it, actually. If you're drunk, nothing is better than biscuits and gravy from Denny's. Well, Brad won't do this the show without me. I won't do the show without him because I can't touch the buttons. So if he doesn't come on here real soon, I'm probably going to bid you all adieu and tell you to have a good day, and I'll move on. Woohoo! Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, okay. you're really not. First off, it's nasty out there this morning. Trust me, I know. I was out last night when it was freezing raining. You know, it freezing rained on and off all day yesterday. Did you know that? Were you out and about yesterday? I was not. It was it was freezing raining, you know, depending on where you're at. I got it in the morning, yesterday morning. I got it, like, in the afternoon. And then last night when I went out to get something to eat, I'm going like, okay, this is not going to be good. I walked, uh, you know, walked up to my car a little bit uphill, and I'm going, okay, this is not going to be good. So instead of taking the two-wheel drive car, I switched to the four-wheel drive car, and it did much better. And uh, still, it 
it uh, did that till the freezing rain till I don't know nine, ten, eleven o'clock last night, and then the little snow came. So you got snow on top of freezing rain, tons of accidents around the area. I don't think you know, Shelly. If you were out there right now on the highway, you would be so frustrated. You know why? Why? Because you can't go anywhere close to the speed limit. You know, I mean, you'd be you'd be driving along on six at three sixty four at like thirty five miles an hour, and you'd be going, I can't believe I'm going this slow. I'd be going, oh my god, is this how Brad really drives every day? <laughs> I don't drive how like does that. he do this? I don't drive like that. Uh, be careful out there. Seriously, it's not a good situation. The temperature is. Geez, you know, here we go. Saturday, I was out with no car. I mean, I mean, no, no car, no coat on Saturday. I'm working outside, no coat, just in my shirt and a t-shirt on. I'm going like, man, this is beautiful. Yesterday, not so good. You know what I mean? It's nasty, uh, and and it's cold. What's the official temperature? I don't even. I think it's just barely into the 20s. Let me look where the official temperature is. Jennifer said a couple more. It's 20. It's exactly 20 right now. So I was pretty close on that. Uh, I was barely into the 20s, man. Farrick, when I say that's my meteorology training, my my Mississippi State University, uh, uh, you know, Mississippi, Mississippi, yeah, that's right, Mississippi State University, where I went for my meteorology training, but I never finished. Anyway, officially 20 degrees, officially snow at the airport. Oh, uh, just can we circle back? Yeah, go ahead. So you've always said that yeah. you never finished. I never finished. But you never said why. I got busy with my business. Oh. Yeah, I got super busy with my business, and things changed for me. I got, matter of fact, that's sort of, I went through a metamorphosis in my life. It was, it was probably, I have to tell you, probably the most depressing time of my life. Most depressing time of my life. Well, what happened? I sold my business. I had done a terrible oh, thing as yeah. a business person. I'd fallen in love with my business, and I didn't have my business anymore. The crazy part of it is, when I had my business, I had no money. Then I had no business, but I had money. <laughs> I was miserable. And nobody, nobody could give me any console. If I had people, friends might go, hey, man, what's going on? You're like really depressed. Oh, I sold my business. And I made some money. Yeah? And the problem with that is, oh, I missed my business. You were probably just bored to tears. I was. No, I, I learned my I lesson. I can see that. I told the story. I told the story. I used to re- read Inc. magazine. I, and if, if any of you out there are like entrepreneurs, Inc. has been around a long time. It's, it's made for like small business people, specifically entrepreneurs. And there was this article I read that literally changed my life. To this day, it's changed my life. And it was written by... For the good? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think oh, okay. a lot of people that know me think it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But uh, I read this article about the fact that... Uh, and it was interesting because keep in mind, this was a long time ago. This was like, well, the internet was around. This was like back in 1995, 1996. But the internet was like nothing what it is like today. And I read this article in Inc. Magazine. When you actually used to get magazines in the mail and yep. you sit down and read them, I had a subscription to Inc. Magazine. And I read this story and this guy talked about two groups of people in business who go into severe depression. And that was me. And the one group was people who had started their own business and had become so successful that the business didn't need them anymore. They had a guy that ran it or a gal that ran it, and everything ran fine. And if they showed up for work or they did show up for work, it didn't make any difference because the business just kept moving along, okay? Uh-huh. And the other one was me, somebody who had started a business, grown it, you know, started in my garage up in Hazelwood 10 years along later. Along with Frank Zappa? No, no. Ten years later, Jamin and Joe Garage. Ten years later, I had thirty people working for me. I sold my business, had money. I was depressed, and it was written by a guy at the time. It just said Doctor So and So, 
okay? And I looked up his name. Matter of fact, I called, matter of fact, this is back in the day, I looked up his name by calling, he said he was in Boston. And I looked up, I called, I found out the area code for Boston. Back in the day, you had to have like a little sheet of paper, had all the area codes on it, found out the area code for Boston, called up. Yep. You know, remember the old deal where you'd call the area I code do. and then 555-1212, you get the long distance information. Okay, I got the number for him. I called the number and lady answered and it turns out this guy is a psychiatrist who's on the teaching staff at Harvard. So he's an MD and he's on the teaching staff at Harvard. Okay, so... Uh-huh. I, I said to him, I can't remember the guy's name anymore. I said to the lady receptionist, I said, hey, you know, I just wanted to call and tell you that I read this article that your your doctor that you work for wrote in Inc. Magazine. She said, oh, did you? Did you? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I very much did. And I said, please pass along the fact that it has really helped me, and I think this is what I need to move forward from this point. And she says, okay, let me get your name and phone number in, in, in case the doctor would like to call you back. I go, oh, you what? you're not going to call me back. She go, no, 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 seriously, give me your name and phone number. I gave her my name, gave her my phone number. Five minutes later, he calls me back. And he tells me about how he is, yes, he's an MD. Yes, he's got a degree from Harvard. He's got an MD from Harvard. He teaches at Harvard Medical School, psychiatrist. He's written many articles. He enjoyed reading. reading uh, he enjoys the business sector, and he writes many articles. He's been a contributing editor to various books and he's had articles published from the wall street journal and forbes and fortune and stuff like that inc magazine and he told me that of all the articles he'd ever written this one by far got the most response he had all sorts of people calling him and remember this is back in the day where if, if you wanted to call somebody you had to work on it you know now you just grab your phone and you see somebody posted something on facebook you say you idiot you know or whatever you know you flame them you know back in the day you had to work at it you know and it changed my life and 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 that's part of the reason why and in that same period of time not too long after that my my parents retired and I saw them drastically change once they retired because guess what? They didn't have a challenge anymore. My dad didn't have to go up, get up to go to work every day. My mom didn't have to get up to go to work every day. They could do anything they wanted. They could just lounge around the house all day, which some days they did. And some days they, you know, did nothing. Some days they did a little. And I saw them really decline. I mean, physically, my dad, you know this. I mean, I don't. It maybe it strikes too close to home with your husband, and I apologize if this bothers you but my dad became he was already a type 2 diabetic became a very bad diabetic because he wasn't moving around much and he didn't he wasn't watching his diet as much as he should have and he deteriorated because of that my mom just went she just went batty I mean she just went nuts she honestly she just went crazy you know I'm telling you I mean went off the deep end and I thought to myself retirement and it wasn't too long after that that Uncle Brad woke up one morning and turned on the TV on a Sunday morning where I used to watch all the preacher shows, and here's the preacher talking about how retirement is ungodly. Retirement is selfish. Retirement is the worst thing you can do. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about retirement because there's no retirement back then. Jesus didn't retire, you know? He he was killed on the job, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, he didn't retire. I'm going to retire. Moses didn't retire. None of those guys retired. They worked to the day they died. And... Once again, look what they did. So what do you do? If you listen to talk radio like I do on the weekends 
every other stupid show on 97.1 and Camo X and KTRS is, hi, I'm Joe Smith, and I'm going to take you, I'm going to teach you how to retire. Hey, yeah, retirement's great. You can do anything you want. If you want to get up and, and, and drink coffee all day, you can do that. If you want to blah, 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 I'm going to be tired of this. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I ended up the way I am. Is that a terrible thing to say? No, it's not a terrible thing to say. I think the problem is that too many people torture themselves on a daily basis at a job or profession or something they don't like. Well, you know, I mean, how many, how many, I, you work for the government. I mean, how many government workers uh-huh. said, well, I'm going to put my, th- what'd you have to have, full retirement at 30 for the government? How, how many years was it the retirement where you're a government when you worked there? I, I don't remember. Okay. Because but- I went out and, um, I retired in a different way. My 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 cousin started working for Southwestern Bell when there was a Southwestern Bell when he was when he was eighteen. Okay, retired. At, so him it was thirty years. He retired at forty eight. He you know he do whatever he want. He died two years later. Died at fifty. You know, and I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, was that was that just a coincidence? I say not. You know, he was a. He my was, daddy used to say, "When the good Lord wants you, He wants you." But see, the problem is. If you if you have a job you hate, why would you torture yourself? Or like, let's say you, it's thirty years to retirement, and at five years in, you start to hate your job. Like, well, I got twenty five years. It's like teachers. Like even to the point where I have my 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 niece on, and I ask her how you know she's a teacher. How long to retirement? She can give me the years and the months. Now, if if someone could give you years and months, if someone said to you, "Hey, Shelley, I heard you going on vacation down to Disney World. When is that?" and you go, "Well." It's two months and three days from today. It's something you're looking forward to, right? To retirement? Well, no, no. The point Not is, after you. No, the, the point, if someone says to you, mm-hmm. they, they know, like, if, you know, like, hey, if, you know, a woman getting married, hey, when are you getting married? Oh, a year, two months, three hours, no, two days, three hours, 42 minutes. Okay, you're really looking for, yes, I can't wait. That's my point. The point is, is if your if your life revolves around the next thing to in your life, which is years ahead, and you're not happy now, but you will be happy then, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> because, do it now. Because exactly, do it now. <laughs> get a change of job. Enjoy your change life. Change of venue. Right. Enjoy your life now. Life don't don't be short. miserable. I mean, look what's happening, and we'll talk about this next hour. Look what's happening with police departments all over the country. Okay. And even more so after what happened Friday with the situation in Memphis, there are cops. They're going like, "Okay, I'm done with this job. I, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. I'm I'm out of here." And some of them aren't even close to retirement. They're just saying, "Can't do it anymore." You know, I'm tired of always being you know accused by everybody of being a bad guy. You know, I'm tired of trying to help people when all people are doing is accuse me of being racist and white supremacist, blah 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 blah, and trying to you know kill black people. I'm tired of it. I'm out of here. And, you know, they quit. I mean, that's why none of the police departments can hire anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, like the St. Louis Police Department is, what, 400 officers short now? And somebody told me there's a great big class. There was like two or three years in a row where they hired like each year they put like 100, 125 people on the force. And I think that's coming up. starts like next year. So they're like next year. They'll be, you know, it's retirement age. These guys are, hey, man, I'm out of here, you know. And let's say, let's say they started – as a cop when they're 21, I don't know what it is with 
City police. I have to find out. It might be 20 years. It might be 20 years you can do retirement at 20. So in other words, they're if See, they... See, in the, in, the, in the government, I don't remember specifically, but I know the air traffic controllers, it's a mandatory retirement for them at a certain age. 56. It's not like that way for oh, technical operations. Oh, I know. 56. 56. They have to, because one of my friends, one of my son's friend's father, he was in Cub Scouts with, with my son, and his father was an ATC out at Lambert. And he, he told me, 56. At the time, I think he was 44, 45, so he had like another 11 years to go. And they, they deem it. And you know what? Once again. So how old? Um, there are people that are 56 that are sharp as a tack, and they're 56 that don't know, that can't put their shoes on the right feet. You know what that, I'm saying? That's actually true. <laughs> I mean, and I want to talk about my weekend. Well, we later. We, well, let's do a break here. We do a break because because of you, we went long, and it's always you that does this. Why is it because of me? <laughs> because because I actually spoke. <laughs> Congratulations, butthead. You're right. Yeah. Uh huh. You said it on me again. <laughs> Congratulations, butthead. Wow, the gauntlet's been thrown. <laughs> Okay. Woo-hoo. They've been well, a pedo. Wouldn't she say so to you? My dad. Oh, hold, hold. Wouldn't she say to you, Shelly? <laughs> well, wouldn't she so say to you? My dad. Oh, hold, hold. Wouldn't Woo-hoo. she say to you, Shelly? That's the original with the cut where you didn't believe I pulled that off of you, which is definitely here. Once again, let's play it again. One more time. <laughs> well, wouldn't she so say to you? My dad. Oh, hold, hold. Wouldn't she say to you, Shelly? That's the original cut from the show, and then this is the one I pulled. I pulled the first one. Woo-hoo. And I just. I just compressed it a little bit to make it a little bit more listenable. But other than that, it's the same one. Okay, now we have to take a break. Are you still there? She's gone. <laughs> I played. Congratulations, butthead. Too many times. Okay, it's 633. <laughs> it is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. 638. Now, Shelly, you wanted me to, uh, you're going to tell a story? I do. Okay. So, well, first of all, how was your weekend? It kind of sucked, to be honest with you, but that's a whole other story. I, I'm sorry for that. I, I put together a weekend to-do list, and I barely barely got into it because I got sidetracked on a couple different crazy, stupid projects. Well, I what shouldn't. Was sidetracked you? Uh, well, you know what? There's certain things you... It wasn't me that hijacked no, no, today no. this time. There's certain things you look... Well, first off, once again, we have... Um, and once again, I will say this publicly. We are having some problems with this very radio station that, for some crazy reason... It drops off the air. We have a computer control that runs the radio station at the transmitter site. And for some crazy reason, matter of fact, um, I thought I had it fixed because it worked really well Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Because last week, starting a week ago Friday, it or actually a week ago Thursday, it dropped off the air every single day. Every single day. And I had to physically go to the transmitter site. And all I do is unplug one piece of equipment and plug it back in. And everything just reboots itself and it's fine. Well, I had to do that yesterday, which started my day off on the wrong foot. Uh, but And I thought I had it fixed, but apparently I don't. Now, this is interesting because uh, this is equipment that has run flawlessly for almost three-plus years now. And um, all of a sudden, it's just showing its... Uh, Showing its hind end, let's shall we say. You know what I mean? It's being cantankerous. <laughs> it's yes, right. It's being cantankerous. And the interesting thing is, I think I know which piece of the equipment is, and I shot uh, screenshots of all the programming, sent it to the manufacturer, who has been very, very, very helpful. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. And they think it might be the actual internet. So, of course, you know how that goes. The internet's get you every time. Well, okay. Let me ask you another question. Okay, go ahead. If you had a chance to tell a teacher 
any teacher, which I think I know which one you would pick, if you had a chance to go to to be able to tell them how they affected your life, yeah, would you would you love to have that moment? No, because every teacher screwed my life up. Uh huh. Okay, so <laughs> Dr. Camille Winter would be yours, I think. Well, no, I have teachers in high school. I have teachers in as a matter of fact. I think I told you. I'm my, sure you did have teachers in high school, Brad. No, no. I mean, I had some teachers in high school that made my life miserable. We all had teachers in life that made our lives miserable. I, That's what they did back well, then. I don't understand why they but do that. But you know what? What? The kids behaved. No, no, it wasn't this. It was, I, so my senior year was, I told this story, stu- stupid story before. Brad, you weren't even supposed to be there. I know. You already have graduated. I, that's why I was miserable Mr. my I senior year. I got my master's when I was 12. I had not one, not two, but three teachers call me into their, their classroom on their off hours, whatever the heck they call it, their free hour, you know, their, you know what, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And try to convince me that my problem was I wasn't accepting God. Which today, now, those teachers would be fired. You know what I mean? All yeah. I have to do is just go down to principal. Hey, look at this little brochure Mrs. So-and-so gave me. Oh, we'll fire her right away. She's trying to teach. She's trying to help you. Trying to get God in your life. Well, that's not allowed here. We don't allow that. We can if that if that teacher told you you were the wrong sex and you should have your operation and you should take hormones, that would be okay. But teach you about God? Oh, instant firing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, so clearly you're not going to want to play. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell no, no, my story. No, I I will I will play. There have been teachers been influential, but once again, the problem is that I when you say that, I think of the negative things. Now maybe it's because you Think of what, please? I the negative aspects. I've had, I I had, know you do. What is up with that? I had I had We te- all had no, a bad childhood, Brad. No, 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 no. I had, I had a I had a good a good English teacher in junior high who encouraged me to write and to journal, and that helped me quite a bit. And, you know, to write down my, you know, creative goofy ideas and stuff like that, and that has somewhat served me well through the years although that is also a curse well you don't do it anymore no 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 i mean being creative is a curse because you know why that is no i don't because when you're creative you're doing things that other people aren't doing and other people are taught to be just you know cadets you know to march in step to where everybody well, wears not the people that i've been dealing with lately everybody wears the same clothing you know everybody They're does the same thing ready to jump on the bandwagon who's that for what? their own piece for their own never mind are you talking about lbb <sighs> anyway let me tell my story about the weekend oh and by the way i have a bone to pick with you about that <laughs> yeah i know let's not talk about it yeah. Anyway, so okay, so it's it, it's it's bittersweet. Okay, this story. So I grew up in Clayton. Yes, and rich girl. <laughs> She's a rich girl. Okay, so I grew up in Clayton, and therefore I went to the Clayton School District. Well, I grew up in this little subdivision that had its own grade school. And it's gone now, isn't it? Did they It's it's now yeah, the the grade school is now it was called McMorrow. But isn't your subdivision but the gone grade too? Grade school now is um, It's a hotel, isn't it? <laughs> it is um Extended stay place, isn't it? One of those places? Yeah, it's the residence in. Yeah, right. But wasn't your subdivision eaten up by the galleria too? Or no. is your is your house still there? My house is still there. Oh, okay, okay. Some of the places were eaten up by uh, how they wanted to bring 
the how they wanted to like edge the um the the highway right white highway 40 when you know and and yeah. they, they took out yes, i took actually. and i took out some of those houses a long time ago when they put through 725 yes yes which is now 170 that's old school people go 725 what's that that was that's 170 before it passed page right the old days 725 the southern section of what is now 170 from page down to 40 used to be called 725 and that's where it started it started and ended right at page so when you went north on how that hurt when you went north on what is now 170 back in the day it ended at page you have to get off at page it did right and in my mind it will always be 725 and there was a reason for that you know the reason for that yeah it was called the inner belt no the, you know the reason it ended at page probably because there was houses there no because life north of 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 page was like was like you know the wild west if you lived in noco you know like you, yeah, all, you so? really did it was the wild west you know i mean i still remember on my street growing up in north county i remember the stagecoaches that used to come through the wells fargo guy matter of fact You're so full of <laughs> you think i'm kidding <laughs> so let me finish my story yeah okay okay so anyway um i had this this nemesis who always felt it necessary to beat me up physically? Yes. Okay. And this and is this is a true story. This is a true story. Okay. And anyway, to make a long story short, um, and you know what, I, I I can I can summarize the story in four words. What's and I can I give you the four words? What Shelly's going to tell? What? Four words. She just said she had a nemesis always beat her up. Four words that changed her life. You ready? Uh huh. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, it's it's. I don't want to focus on the fact that he beat the crap out of me all the time. It was a dude? What I want to focus on... It was a dude? Yeah. Oh, this is not good. Okay, keep going. Okay. And he, but he, his whole family was troubled. It was almost... Yeah. And everybody knew it. See, things went on back, back then that go on now. It's just that back then people didn't talk about it. I didn't know any of my, any, any of my relative lived in Clayton. I didn't know about that. What? Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> Whatever. Anywho, so I went to my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Dulles, passed away, but she was in her 90s. Okay. A life well lived and a God well served. And so it was her wake on Saturday. Okay. So I went there and there were several... Um, people that were her kids in her students yes and you went there and that guy was there and you beat the crap out of him in the parking lot at the funeral home right no he wasn't there oh. and no i probably wouldn't have done that <laughs> but okay you're not gonna let me finish no go ahead story, are you no go ahead i won't say another thing i'll shut up uh-huh sure okay anyway so I went to say goodbye to Miss Dolls. There were other ki other kids, other people that were in her life that she taught at McMorrow. And, um, I mean, they were from the class of, you know, the 60s, the 70s. And um, one of the teachers, there was another teacher that was with Miss Dolls. And her name was Miss Lehman, Mrs. Lehman. 
And Mrs. Lehman really uh, did something for me that didn't change my life, but it, it, it gave me solace throughout my life. And I got the chance to tell her because Miss Lehman was there. How old is she, do you think? 92. Is she still alive? Yeah. Wow. And smart as a whip. And she's been retired for, what, 50 years now? Um, I don't know if it's been 50, but it's been a while. But she she always kept, you know, like Mrs. Dolls. She always kept busy. She um, had a, a gardening club that she went to. She was very much a woman's advocate, which how she touched me is she told me about my period. And that's something that I, had she not done that, I probably would have never known about it. And I would have thought I was dying. And that was very important back then. So teachers, back then it, it really did take a village to raise a child. And these teachers were not only... And this is when the latchkey, it was kind of like in the transition when the latchkey and the the stay-at-home mom and the working mom, they were kind of, you know, changing. And so she, Miss Lehman, this, see, now you're not talking and now you're making me feel weird. I told you I wasn't going to bother you. I'm a man of my word. Huh. Pie crisp promise easily made, easily broken. <laughs> what that saying is so weird. I still don't uh -huh. understand. I still don't understand that. Maybe I don't understand because I don't like pie crust. <laughs> you don't like what? I don't like pie. I'm the only guy in the world. If you if you said to me, "Hey, you don't like pie," I hate. Doesn't like pie. I hate pie. If, I, if, I don't know how I feel about you. If you now, put Brad. me on the pie diet, I would die of starvation because I wouldn't eat. <laughs> I don't like pie. I've never had. I mean, somebody say, "Oh, I've got some great pie." Hey, good. Give it to somebody else. I don't want it. I have no interest in pie. I don't care what it is. I, you know, if you say pie, you have to have pie. Pie. No, you don't. Pie is like. No, you don't. You you purposely you do. You don't have to have pie. I do fine without pie. You should try some pie. I don't. I'm not. Anyway, okay. I'm going to finish my story because Keep I'm a terrible storyteller. Keep going. But I got to see Miss Lehman. I got to say goodbye to Mrs. Dolls. I learned. I met some of the the fam, the McMorrow family, air quote, from years gone by. And I got to tell Miss Lehman that I had this nemesis. His name was Fred Clough. He beat me up all the time. Fred, Tommy, what's, what's his name again? Fred. Fred, what's the last name? I'm not going to do it. You said it. Clef? C-L-E-F? No, I'm not going to just say it. You said it again. You said it a minute ago. I know, but it's not going to happen. I'm looking up right now. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling him right now. Okay, yeah, whatever. Oh, my anyway, God. Hold on. There was this other I, I just, boy that was a friend of Fred's. I just found and him. And I was walking down the hall, and he shared a locker with Fred. So I was walking down the hall and Tommy was sitting at the, at the, um, locker. And so I didn't think anything of it. This was in fifth grade, Miss Lehman's class. I didn't think anything of it. Well, that's why Fred beat me up this time was because there was, he had some silver, silver dollar coins 
and um, he brought him to school, and he evidently showed him to Tommy, and Tommy stole him, and I was a scapegoat because I happened to be walking down the hall, and um, nobody would believe me. Anyway, to make a long story short, Miss Lehman had a trial in our classroom. And she, um, she was the judge. No, there was a judge. She was just the facilitator, but she picked people like Dean Bellos was my, God rest his soul. Dean Bellos was my attorney. And I can't remember the other's attorney, but that really did. It, it really touched my heart. And, it, and I've carried that with me for all this time since fifth grade. Well, you didn't have to worry about it because Fred, I looked him up, Fred died in 1993. No, he didn't. Yeah, he's born in 1911. That when the year you were born? Born in yeah, 1911. Yeah, that's the year I was born. <laughs> died in 1993. He was 82. Uh, he died in Germany. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's gone. Well, thank you for looking that up, Brad, because now I feel better. Yeah. And here he is in the 1940 census. Uh, record and find family members. Uh, you know, he's man, he's been all over the place. Here's his uh -huh. obituaries at Legacy.com. Um, he was a B-Raider, SAP B-Raider. What does that mean? I don't know. It's in Germany. I don't know what it is. Uh, here's another guy. Uh, C-Pro Industry Project Solution. Boom, 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 boom. I can't read it. It's all in German. Fred Clef was born circa 1911. He beat up Shelley in 1986. And he's always been proud of that. Matter of fact, his last words were, I... Glad I beat the hell out of Shelly. Yeah, well, it couldn't have been 86 <laughs> because I already had a three-year-old by then. Okay, we have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just snorted. Snorter. I'm sorry. It's You're just a snorter. Yeah, it's 6.54, worry behind. Your fault. It is BS.show 6.58. Shelly, we are going to do the shortest break we've ever done. You know why? Why? Because we went long in the last one. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. See, you just don't let, you need to let, not let me talk. Well, no way. If, 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 if you would, if you didn't talk, it wouldn't be BS. Wouldn't be the oh, BS yeah, show. Would. No, it wouldn't be the BS show. Huh. I'm telling you. You have enough BS for both of us, hon. I do? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? What, really? What's that, what that little kid say? What's wrong with you, Harold? What, what What's wrong with you? What, what, what? No. What do you talk about, Willis? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What was his name? <laughs> One of those kid actors that was so cute. He and cuddly. wasn't a kid actor. He was he was an adult. And then and then when he grew up, he became Rodney like, Allen Rippey. Yeah, became a, a a serial murderer. You know, that's the way they all he turn did out. Not. Yeah, all those kid actors, they're all whacked in the head. You know, become. You know, kid. it's sad to say, but they really kind of are. <laughs> yeah, they're all messed up as adults. They look really at, are. Look at Leif Garrett, but who then, I I met uh, once upon a time. Do what? I met Leif Garrett. I I, oh, I, I sat next to him. I actually shook young. his hand and talked to him face to face. Leif Garrett. And look at his life and look at my life. Some people say they both got screwed up. Okay, now we have to take a break again. It's 6.59. Boom. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. 